Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Welcome back, fellas. It's been a couple of episodes since all three of us are on together. How's everyone doing? And where is everyone? Well, mate, first of all, it is Lifelong Learner, but uh, it's Lifelong Learner out of class. So let's just make that clear that... This is the the R-rated version of mm. lifelong learner, not the standard version. So there's no, there's no censor here, right? Yeah. There's no censorship. No. This contains explicit content, uh, and some viewers may be offended. If you are offended by explicit content, by strong opinions, please switch off now. Mm. That's a quite disclaimer. I'm curious to know what's going to come up now. What charge does Ben have ready to unload on our <laughs> listeners? If we put that, we put that, uh, that disclaimer at the start, then we could have, you know, put live to air all those episodes we haven't put live to air. They'll come, they'll come out, they'll come out okay. in a special, a special one. Day. <laughs> special launch. When we, when we hit a hundred, when we hit a hundred, it'll the, be a launch. The uncut, unedited, explicit edition. Well, let me and, tell you all... where I am, and then I'm super curious where Matty is because he's always somewhere interesting. And so are you, Janesh. Well, I'm back in my normal office. How's my hair looking, by the way? Oh, on uh, point. Yeah, did you just get it done yesterday? Yeah, Although, clearly. I, I tell you what, I, I was walking and talking with Rhino in sports gear. I've got a meeting straight after this. So I haven't had time to go home. So I packed my, my suit gear in my bag, in my car. Yep. And I thought, no, no, I've got, everything's at the clinic. I've got underarm down there. I've got some, you know, some uh, aftershave down there. You don't have product. I've got, I've got hair product down there. No hair product. Oh. Mate, you wouldn't know. Did you go to the soap well, option or water? Who knows, in an hour, it could just be all fluffy. And I've got a meeting after this and I can't do Is the meeting on Zoom or is it in person? It's in person. Mate. Uh, is it straight so, after this? It is, Yes. I'm sure, hot. Rob. I'm sure one of the guys in the clinic will have something. There's nothing. There's no. There's no one's at the clinic with anything. So I might have to do a quick LD trip. Hairspray. Let, let me help you. Let me help you. A little bit of hand cream. A little bit of soap. A little bit of soap. Tiniest little bit. My friend swore by it back in the day when we all used to wear gel and hair stuff. He just a tiny bit of soap, and it gives the gives the look of gel with. But the subtle one, not the crispy rock hard one that you fall over or fall into someone, poke their eye out type. Just a slight, slight. Or oh, is there any, uh, any VAS at the clinic, mate? Any VAS? No, no VAS. No VAS. But I'll, there's a bit of cream. There's a bit of... Fibro cream. I could risk a little bit of like... Fibro cream. It, it, could be, it could be sports rub. So I could, <laughs> I could end up with my hair falling out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but not in an hour. So you'll look great for the next call. Yeah, It'll be right. a problem for another day. I'll comb it and there'll be chunks coming out. Um, so that, and then I'm naked because I haven't got a watch either. Oh, mate, you're really not prepared this morning, are you? Not naked. Mate, I'm trying to compress for quality and sometimes the wheels fall off when I compress. Compress for quality. It's compressed, yes. But I'm not sure the quality's coming there, mate. No. I disagree. From 
from where I'm sitting, you look great. As long as your hand is down low, we can't see you missing your watch. Yeah. It's sim- simplicity. You don't need to know what time the meeting's going to end. It's fine. Yeah, true. I would, I would say your tie needs to move a little bit. It's opposite. Yeah. 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 That way. And, and I'm not yeah. sure how, how important yes. the meeting is, but I would maybe... Maybe you're not, you're not. Is it an important meeting or not? It's not really. It's just, mate, I, I find a tie is a little bit like a scarf. Mm. On a cold morning, <laughs> you put a tie on it, it tightens your collar up and you're just a little bit, you're a bit cosier. <laughs> so quick, quick question. Did you, did you guys have to wear ties and blazers for school when you no. were kids growing up? No. no. Mate, I, I went did. to tech. Oh, you went to tech. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I beat you up. Did you have to wear a tie every day, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I had to wear a tie every day too. You went it's to just... some some to- tosser school. Both of you boys went to some tosser yeah. school. We went yeah. to. I, I like to say we had a great education. <laughs> but now I've rebelled. Now I don't wear a tie a single day in my life. Right? You spend thirteen years wearing a tie blazer. Yeah. yeah. Not the, anymore. Switch. I've rocked. I, yeah. I just wore polos, polos to school, and mm. and you guys and, wore ties, and now I'm wearing the tie, and you're wearing the polos. Mm. Yeah, it's true. You look great though. I I never I never looked that good in a tie. Mine was always <laughs> down, right, rebelling a little bit. You had to have your always had to have it perfect. We all the cool kids would have it sitting a little low, little chest out, ways mm. are not quite perfect. Janesh, you would have worn your uniform yeah. perfectly. Not perfectly. You would have been, you would have was... been the one standing on the gate. You, were, were you a prefect? You were, weren't you? I was a prefect. You 12 yes. prefects. They had you yes. on the gate going, check everyone's uniform, Janesh. Make no, sure they look no. amazing. You know what? We had a, uh, a person's role at, at the school that I went to. And it's, this is how, like, I think politically correct the world's got that this role doesn't exist anymore, right? His role, he was the school marshal, right? And all he did was crack down, yeah, big time. So you had like a five o'clock shadow, pull you out of class and give you a, a $1 raise and go, all right, here's your cold water, shave and go. That, that's his role. The uniform's undone, nah. If you're coming late to school, like that was his primary role. So then teachers, day-to-day other teachers didn't have to deal with them. Right. And was he, he was an employed dude. Yeah. 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 He was like a school staff member, but then now the school doesn't have that position anymore. What about all the kids growing up who really respected the guy that used to call them out for not having their tie, Mm. right? Their socks, right? What about that kid that was striving for that role? He knew exactly what he wanted. I want to be the marshal. And then he gets, gets out of school, does his university degree. It's all the way to in marshalling. To, to get there gone. to have the world change on him and there's no yeah. marshals about anymore. Nah, it's all gone. It's all gone. Mm. I wonder what, what role that, that kid has now. Maybe a police officer. <laughs> or a politician. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> government. Anyway, um, where, where are, are you, Matt? Just where uh, are you? I'm in, where I'm in Sydney. I know I'm, uh, mate, there's this epic like, fireplace right there. Oh, that is uh, nice. Yeah, really nice fireplace. Wait, what uh, backpack I mean, is that? What backpacker is that? What backpacker? Uh, it is, um, shout out to the Lord National Hotel. 
Uh, I hope my next stay here is free. Uh, yeah. Actually, quite good. Yeah, I haven't, we, I haven't love the, we love the little national hotel. Um, yeah, we stay fun. there on all our trips. We do. Highly recommended. So anyone that wants to go, uh, please drop my name. Uh, I'll put a, uh, a discount code in, in the show notes. So that'll be littlenationalhotel.com forward slash. Yeah. But actually, no, pretty good. Um, first time staying here. Uh, yeah, comfy, little kind of quaint, like a rooftop area here where there's like a bar and lounge area. Uh, but no, I got in on Monday. Uh, here for two days, worked with a clinic yesterday, all day uh, yesterday, and then fly back this afternoon. Mm. What are you doing today? Uh, today I got a coaching client at 10 um, in EA uh, this morning, and then working from uh, the city. I like uh, Sydney here, but on, on, on summit stuff um, this afternoon today because we've got, uh, what is it? It's like we have a city space here as well, so which is nice to kind of have an office. So after this, check out and then head down there and um, fly out this afternoon. And that's that's the other organisation that we love is is Cubs. Is Cub, uh, yeah, Club of United Business. Yes, uh, we love, we love those guys. Yes, yeah, no, they're great. Actually, actually, you know what? Yesterday's client was a referral from them. Mm. Actually, uh, and it's nice to have a space. So I've got a. Uh, a, a room book with a whiteboard for the coaching client in, um, and they'll make the client feel like a rock star when they can get so, which is awesome. Mm, that's awesome, man. And Matty, yeah. Mm. Um, where am I? I am in Carnarvon, so halfway up the west coast mm. on a couple of days of, of work. So, hanging out here, I've got great reception. I'm actually parked right on a hilltop next to a lighthouse. Wow. Perfect reception um, overlooking the ocean. It's very dark. It's five in the morning here. No, 7.44 minus two, 5.45. So we were sitting in the van set up for a bit of a office space. Um, and Kat is in the day bed. And right, tell us about your last like 48 hours, mate. Mm. What's, what's mm. been, what, what was your journey to Carnarvon? I feel like if we had a red dot on you, what would it look like? It would look like, it would look like uh, a van leaving um, Geraldton, which is a nice town, and leaving at pace. You could almost tell that there was enthusiasm in the movement of the van as it was moving towards Exmouth. And then it got 60 kilometres away, running from a storm. Have you seen, do you remember Twister, the movie Twister? You know, when they're running away from a storm, that was us running away from the storm, trying to get in front of it, sick of rain, trying to find some sunshine and then boom, back tire gone. Um, had to pull over in emergency lane, which was perfectly there. It was perfect timing, pulled off the road. And then we decided that we needed to change the tire. Um, the tires underneath the kayak on the roof, which is tied down. The storm is fast approaching. It started raining now. Um, the question in my mind was why? Why is this happening? Which isn't always a very useful question to be asking when it's really what do I need to do to fix this? But we, we got into gear and then we got out the jack. The jack was one of those little hydraulic jacks. Um, that's busted. And there's oil going everywhere. So we're like, ah. Oh. 
but we have another jack and that's underneath the kayak as well. So we had to get up, lift the kayak off the car, put the kayak in front of the car, climb up, disconnect, get out this inflatable jack for forward driving. And this is all raining, right? Now it's starting to really rain. Um, we pulled the jack out and there's little frustration coming out in me. You know, I would say I was at, I was pretty good, about 80%, but starting to get a little bit worried because now we're using a jack I've never used before and the rain's approaching and it's dark and we're on the side of a highway. Um, and it's, I don't know if you guys have ever used the one that you plug into the back of the car and it uses the fumes to blow this big sack up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's meant to be really cool. <clears throat> but it says on the bag, do not overinflate. And we've got a two and a half inch lift kit on the car and I've never used it before. And I'm like, oh, I don't know where you put it. You know, normally you put the, the thing in a special spot underneath the chassis rail and it jacks the car up. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with this thing. So there was a little bit of frustration, but we did, we got it under there. We blew it up and, and then the wheel wouldn't fit. And then we had to reinflate. Eventually we got the car off the uh, ground and got the other tire on there. And then we camped on the side of the road. And then we turned around and went all the way back to Geraldton because there was nowhere in front of us that we could really get tires at that sort of late notice. So we drove 60 Ks back, found a tire place. They didn't have the tire, you know, that malarkey. It took us a whole day. We spent another night in Geraldton and then we left yesterday and then drove for another four hours. And here we are in Canaveral. <laughs> so it would look like this. You've got that, that flexibility like that palm tree behind you. You just, yeah. you just go yeah, with it. it. Nothing's a worry. It's look, it, yeah. That's what you're learning. Like, what can you do? You've just got to go go with the flow. And um, the, the frustration, because you've got time and you're driving, right? And you live in a little space with each other. And so you have to own everything because if you don't, you just end up sitting in silence next to each other. So, you know, there, was, there were moments out that were really resourceful. And there were moments that a bit of my tone was out. You know, I was maybe a bit short. I'm like, no, I need you to stand here so that I can see. So it was a really interesting having time to reflect on your experiences and how you communicate and um there's no escaping your consciousness you know it doesn't matter where you are the universe is gonna you know we're on a holiday but the moment you have a flat and then you get stuck in that cycle of why did this happen oh it can be painful but we're on the road again we're making our way to Exmouth. We've already organized a, uh, we, we've got the kayak. I bought an anchor so we can now anchor the kayak and swim around and go snorkeling. So we'll be hitting Ningaloo Reef on Thursday afternoon. We drive to Coral Bay, six hours. And then we're doing a four day uh, sea kayaking trip up the coast or down the coast towards Coral Bay. Wow, just the two of you? Yeah, just the two of us. We met some friends in a car park in, um, that sounds really <laughs> dodgy. That's my life right now. We met these, friends in a car park. <laughs> yeah, plug to them, Mick and what was her name? Oh, that's awkward. Can't remember her name. But um, we were in the car park and they two older people, more older than us, an older couple. Um, and they live somewhere up here. And they said, oh, when you come up, you know, drop us a drop us a bell and, and we'll come and hang out with you. So we're hoping we can hang out with them and maybe they can complete the loop for us because it's a one-way trip. So we'll leave the car <laughs> with them, paddle four days up the coast, and maybe we can tee up a, a pickup so or a lift back. That's what we're shooting for. Mm. 
So how long have they been swingers? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they saw you guys in the car. Their whole life. Yeah. <laughs> come, come on over. We don't get many people out this way. Come on over. It's funny how many people you meet of all ages, right? And and so um, swingers? anyone who... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> travelers. Sure. Is that people what they call them now? Is that what they call them out west? That's what they call them out west, travelers. Hey, mate, I've got to ask, because Michelle and I are heading over there in two months' time. We're doing the, the three-month To swing. To swing. To swing. Um, and do we have to book accommodation or is there always somewhere to stay? Yeah, it's a book. Ben is going to want to just travel, get in the car and go and go. It'll work I, it out. And Michelle's I, probably I, like the head is. Weren't you saying that yesterday, Matt? Cat, Cat's the booker and Cat's looking quite a ways ahead. She's brilliant. Like without her, I wouldn't find internet, but this wouldn't be happening. She's, <laughs> she's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, accommodation goes, it's crazy. So we bought the national park ticket about a week ago and we had to the Pinnacles national park, which Benny, you should go to, it's great. Um, and it gives you a discount on all park entries and then you still pay for, for the national parks to camp. They're all booked out two, two months in advance, two and a half, three months in advance. So now we're like, well, we can't do anything. So we're just going to go and I'm going to try and schmooze someone and see if we can still camp. And, and that's one of the appeals of the kayaking because with the kayaking, you know, the price is a lot less. You can camp for 11 bucks a night. We were, some of the caravan parks up north are $80 a night, unpowered site. Why is kayaking $11 a night? Why don't I understand that? Because I think you've just got a tent. You don't have the car. Um, it's a different section. So there's like sections for these national parks that allow camping, basic, basic camping, caravans, cars, and all the caravan car stuff is booked out. So is, you, is this kayaking uh, voyage you're doing like a, a, like a, like a hiking trail? There's a kike, there's a kayaking trail. Yeah, basically. Cool. Yeah. Mm. So a lot of these um, up North, once you get, so sort of where we are, Carnarvon and up north all the way to Exmouth and then keep going up towards Broome, it seems like there's a lot more um, sort of four-by-four four hardcore um, camping. But a lot of those are in national parks and a lot of them are already booked out three months in advance. Yeah, you, wow. can go on the, <clears throat> you can go on the website and it gives you the, you know, little dots of the ones that are available. Um, and you can get availability, but... <clears throat> it's really hard to get it in the place you want. You know, you might have to go north or south. Um, and well, the annoying to that is, um, in your experience, how many are actually booked and people go and booked and no one turns up? That's the painful part. Like multiple times I've gone and mm. set up and been told, no, nah, we're gonna pack down, it's booked. And I've sat waiting and no one's come. Oh, wow. And, and you read the forums and, they don't do so people pay book it and they won't do if they cancel they don't do refunds so now people don't even bother canceling just because they just keep it because if they don't turn up they have to pay for it anyway which is just it's lame because it means no one else can yeah, use it. no one else can use it so that's my plan a lot of that's happening 
Um, and particularly around weekends, right? It makes sense. Friday night, someone goes, has a few drinks, and then they're meant to go camping and they just don't go. Mm. I'm sure that happens a lot. And Western Australians seem, I think a lot of the miners as well, probably are the guys that, you know, two weeks on, two weeks off, and then they, they go camping and maybe they end up not getting two weeks off. They end up doing another shift or something. But there seems to be a bit of that, which is frustrating when you've driven from Victoria and you just want to, camp and these these campsites are empty so yeah we've planned a bit of stuff and that's my plan now is to actually go and connect with whoever the ranger dude is and try and make a friend and say come on if this is empty let us in mate we've driven a long way and everything's booked out so what's your plan Benny? are you gonna you're booking or you're not booking mate you're just gonna wing it it's left basically in the hands of the minister of tourism and finance um, so, Michelle, well, um, we'd like we'd like not to book because we mm. don't know where we're going. We'd like just to go to, stay somewhere and then talk to people, and they go, "Oh, mate, next, what you want to do is go 100 miles and blah, and then stay and just drive there." Yeah, that's how we'd love to do it. But I'm hearing that we've got to book, and we don't really want to book too much. I would do this the skeleton. Book the the things you know, and then and then you can wing it. And we did, you know, maybe you do do um, some caravan parks, some national between caravan parks, and national parks. You'll be able to still have have your cake and eat it too. You just might get stung a little bit more as well. But the caravan parks are painful when you're paying eighty dollars a night when you can stay in a park for twenty two dollars. It's like oh. Mm. 80 and for us as well we got non-powered so yeah. 80 bucks when you provide everything it's like come on yeah, it's gonna be we're super excited about uh about doing that so we will we will organize um if you're not back we'll organize a, a bit of a zoom catch up and pick your brain and see well, mate, write down some destinations we're going to be um, coming back to Perth on the 25th of June, 26th of June. We fly out to Indo, 26th of June, come back 20-something of August. And then we're around for another month as we drive back across to Melbourne. Yeah, okay. All right, we might, we might, that might work because we're leaving end of July. End of, yeah, so we'll be there mid, we'll probably end up crossing over with you. That could be really cool. You're ringing there, Benny. Right. That's, hang on. Hang on, that's a meeting that I backed in after this that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> it's starting now. <laughs> it's already automatically started. This is technology for, for the viewers. Um, <laughs> you know, like you've got your mobile phone, and in the old days, in the, let's go back. Landline. You had your landline. Oh, every home yes. Home, right. You had. You'd call the home. You'd call the office. Right. And the ring. I used to love that. And you had a landline. I remember the day when. I had to make the decision to release having a home phone number, a home landline, like no longer. My, my parents still have the home landline. Like Telstra dial up, kind of pick up the telephone. Yeah, wow. So I remember releasing that. And then, but what I did release to was the internet home line. You know, like you had your internet service and it had a phone kind of connected to it. Mm -hmm. There was a phone thing. Um, Used to dial up. Like a boy, like kind of yeah. thing, and then that kind of like we actually still got that because most services just give you that for free these days. Yeah, so kind of a service. 
And then it was always just mobiles and everyone just calls mobiles. Well, in the last um, couple of months, um, well, the, the, a while ago, our practice shifted to full, like a VoIP phone, which means, you know, like it's- Internet it's, phone. But it's an internet phone. Um, and they've got this new app now that you can answer the, answer it on your computer. You can answer it on your phone. It's the same phone number, but there's this app and you can send messages on it and blah, blah, blah. So now- all It's integrated phones, with your computer. And everything. And then uh, with my business, I got this um, another line that we can text and call from. So my VA in the Philippines, Philippines, Joe, she can message and text all my clients from the Philippines, and it looks like it's coming from an Australian number. Um, and that was, she's obviously texted someone this morning, you know, yesterday, and that person's calling. Oh, so that call. So if they call that number, where's it go? Goes to Joe in the Philippines. Oh. But except this morning. Or Ben. My computer, well, this, my computer was off this morning. Uh, when I when I went to log on, it was all somehow it had powered off. Yeah. And when it's powered on, it's, you know, how like you have the auto, mm. auto fire up certain programs and it fired up dial pad and hence it came through my computer. Anyway, phew, that was a long story. Yeah. Well, mate, I'm glad you shared that story because I'm going to be moving into that world one day and it's nice to know some of the struggles. So what did you do? Do you have a button that you can press that mutes everything coming through? Just... I just, so we I, can... just close, I just close the app down. So normally I don't have the apps open, so it doesn't bother me. It goes to everyone else. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, listeners. Um, to complete the circle there, now you've learned something. Yeah, this just app. Close the app. Just close just, the app. Just close the app. If you're but running your own quite, business remotely. It's quite, it's quite, a, quite a magical thing. Mm. Um, I had something profound to share with you. It was a few things. Profound or charged, mate? You started with the disclaimer, so I'm I'm, I'm curious to go. What's going on? Mate? Can we? Well, let's. let's I just want to get get well, to the meat here. Let's just say for all the listeners as well. This is the point where we've caught up. We've we've chatted. We know where we all are in the world. Now we're going to start with. We're going to learn something possibly. Yeah. So well, if you've just tuned in, here we go. Here we go. Uh. Well, first of all, you can see the, the medals behind me. I'm more interested oh, in that yes. book there, Life CEO. Yeah, yep, yep. There you go. There you go. Just no, a no. little bit to the. That way. No, no, that way. That, why is that so hard? There we go. That way. <laughs> That's a great book. Great author, really cool guy. Um, but those medals that you can see just there, that mm. one in particular, yeah. that one is uh, a medal for a half marathon that Janesh and I did. Oh, I forgot two to weeks. talk to you about two Yeah, two weeks. Actually, yes. yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. No, last weekend, the, the weekend before. We're down at Great Ocean Road. Amazing. 2,300 people did the half marathon. Uh, yeah, epic. Lots of people. Good yeah. atmosphere. Amazing. Amazing. So that was a lot of fun. It's, it's been just a great, a great month for me. And I'll tell you what I am celebrating today. I'm celebrating... How many 30, days? 31 days sober. Hey, nice, mate. Congratulations. 31 days on to 365 on to 30 years. So this is is sober for good for me. Sober for good? Yeah. Sober for good. good. Uh, And by the way, this weekend, uh, I'm off to Nick and Nora's cocktail bar. (laughs) You like a challenge, don't you, mate? Just, just you, just you and Michelle, or who's who's going? Uh, Michelle and I, and my brother and his wife. 
Oh, nice. Uh, for Nick and Nora's, which was booked back in the days when I used to drink alcohol. Um, and so uh, I have asked Michelle to set me up for success. And, <laughs> and we're going to Nick and Nora's. Um, so what, what's... What's and the last plan time we, here? Last time we went, we had some delicious cocktails there, we right? Had some amazing cocktails, and I drank way too much because Janesh likes <laughs> to keep saying, "Mate, you're getting you're getting behind. We need to get you another drink." Um, <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, sure." Yeah. So uh, we got cocktails. Is that the plan? Are you substituting uh, alcohol with then. fruit? Yeah, so, so I do, and I do that. Um, <laughs> I do that. So it makes everyone else feel more more comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's not like why why everyone else drinking it's culture. Yeah, huh? It's just it's just easier. I, I remember when when I used to drink alcohol, and there'd be someone that was a non-drinker, and they might just say, "I'll just have water, thanks." And it's like you know, like you, you kind of feel like they've they've left the group mm. you know, um, a little, and so so I'll just order a non-alcoholic cocktail there. Um, so we've got that on Friday night. On Saturday, catching up with some uh, friends of mine and Michelle's, and um, uh, it's Deb's birthday. So she wants to get dinner, wants to go out to a bar for drinks, and then wants to go <laughs> dancing afterwards at a nightclub. Uh, so mate, it's, it's a full on, it's a full on weekend. And I'm not. Michelle, I'm not even... Michelle really is got you back here. She's taking you dancing and partying. And Michelle's like, I've got myself a driver. This is great. <laughs> I'm loving the designated driver thing too. Yeah. I gotta to tell you, and and I don't think I'm in the honeymoon period, but I, I've got I've got no worries about going to Nick and Nora's. No, yeah. No mm -hmm. I've got no no hankering to do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So it's been it's been a really interesting mindset shift around it. Um and uh what was the catalyst, Benny? What what triggered this? Was it was it a health decision? Was it a feeling decision? What? Why? Why did you decide that's it? No more alcohol. We did on the last one. Last episode. One that Matt Matt slept in on. Yeah. Um, so mate, it was look. I had a bit. Of, I had a. I've had a bit of a gut kind of a bit of a gut challenge, and I've been doing yes. all trying to get it sorted, and it just hasn't 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 really got better. Like it, like it should. And I'm saying to myself, I'm doing everything. Like I am doing everything to get this fixed. Yeah. Except drinking alcohol. Uh, yeah. And um, so I'd had a, a Friday where I went out for lunch, drank a couple of cocktails at lunch, came home in the afternoon and just, you know, like it's always great. I love a lunchtime drink. Love a lunchtime mm. drink. You know, nothing better. But then you come home and that rest of the afternoon is just a, a write-off, you know, like you just you're just tired and and then Saturday we went out and Michelle and I went and we went out in the city in the South Yarra and mm -hmm. we had uh, um, half a bottle of wine each and yep. not a lot, like two and a half drinks. Mm -hmm. um, and next morning I woke up, I just you know just, just didn't feel like my best and my tummy was a bit. Funny. And I'm always up early and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, this is, you know, how many signs do I need? Did I, I told this, this, the story last How time. many signs, yeah. Uh, how, many, how, many, how many signals do I need that I need to do something different? And so I just went, that's it. That's it. Decided. I'm, I'm that's doing it. it. 
So I Googled giving up alcohol, um, you know, going alcohol free, blah, blah, blah. And watched some really interesting YouTube stuff around that. And I watched a really good podcast with Rich Roll and I can't think Andy Ramage, I think his name is. He's the guy that started one year, no beer. Mm. And he's talking about that most people going around in a state of mediocrity. They're drinking just a little, just a little, mm. like not, they're not alcoholics. They're just drinking a little every day, every second day, three or four days a week. And they're just, their next day is compromised. Mm. They're, they're fine. Like, you know, after half a bottle of wine, I'm fine the next day, mm. but I'm not amazing. Not mm. at your best. Yeah. yeah. And, and I really kind of resonated with that as well. Uh, and so, yeah. So, mate, I just decided, and for me, I, I'm just, I'm either, I'm, either, I'm either not drinking or I'm drinking. All or nothing. You know, yeah. I, I just, it'd be just a slippery slope if I said, oh, look, I just have a drink on Saturdays only. Mm. It's a lot harder, I think. I mean, have a drink on Saturdays and then you feel crappy on Sunday. Yeah. So for me, it's really, really interesting the way you describe that process of, or that period of just acknowledging that I'm done. Like when it comes to that space of, you know, sitting with it and then just deciding, no, I'm done versus, oh, I need to give this up. I should give this up. I, it sounds like you've, yeah, you've a more place of ease and acceptance. Mm. Oh, look, I've tried everything else. I don't feel great with this. So time mm-hmm. to let it go. Mm-hmm. Dr. Um, Wayne Dyer talked about that. He was, you know, he was a, a really resourceful drinker in his younger days up until he was mid forties or something. And he talks about having his, you know, his spiritual awakening was that he had like a, he woke up had his sense of, if I keep doing this, my life's over type deal. And then just a, an acceptance that I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done. And then never drank, never drunk again for the next 30, 40 years. And he talks about it never being, not being hard, just being, it, it wasn't even a, there was no battle. It was just a, I made the decision and then that was it. Mm. And that's not always the story here, right? Here when people quit that it's a struggle but it sounds like once you get to that place where you decide you make the decision for you, then that's just it. I think too, the, the biggest, I'd say in the early days, the biggest challenge is, is living in a society that drinks. Like mm. just drink, like mm. you go to a restaurant. And when you first walk in, there's the bar on display, which Michelle took me to on Saturday. Oh, Saturday. And you were sitting at the bar, right? We sat at the bar. Like yeah. we book, we love sitting at the bar and watching the cocktails getting made. Um, I love better sitting at the kitchen, you know, like you sit with at the kitchen benches. I yeah. love that. And you watch the chefs cooking. And anyway, we went to a restaurant on Saturday night and um, we sat up at the bar yeah. and um, everything it just, it just, everything revolves around. You sit, when you first sit down, they come up and they say, we like a drink. A drink. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you become hyper aware of this and you're not engaged in it, don't you? Because like I, you know, I still have beers, but I made a similar decision just not to get drunk anymore. So mine wasn't not drink anymore. Mine was, I'm just not getting drunk anymore. I'm not doing it. And for me, it was just shocking hangovers. And I'm 90% of the time a happy go lucky, you know, my head works for me, not so much against me. 
except when I was drinking. When I was drinking, I had the most unresourceful thoughts and the most, the, this loud victim, um, just overpowering victim mentality. And I just didn't have the physical um, capacity to over, overturn the voice because I was just so depleted and feeling rubbish. And I, I had stomach stuff too that was re- re- related to alcohol. Um, and yeah, I just became so aware that even friends, once I moved out of that space of binge drinking, they found it really hard to connect with me because they were telling themselves he's not on the same page. And I'd be like, mate, I can, I can be silly. Like when you're drunk and silly, I can be silly with you. I'm just, I can drive home afterwards, you know? <laughs> um, but it was hard for them. It was actually all right for me. It was hard for them. They felt, or maybe like there would be judgment or something, or he's going to remember this. Like, um, so there is this interesting dynamic in the drinking culture that if you're not drinking, people are a bit sometimes nervous about having you around. I sense that energy. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting, us sitting at the bar and, you know, and they, they came up and said, can we get you a drink? And we said, no, no, just, uh, just water. And then they came back a little bit later and, you know, can we get you a drink? Uh, no, no. You sure? Not. And then the barman, you know, we're watching him make cocktails. And Michelle said, oh, what's that, you know, you're making? And he said, oh, it's this and that. And then he said, I can see it. You know, what would you, what, what's your, what's your flavor? And, you know, he was like, what's your flavor? Let's. Water. You know, one of those, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Michelle's not on the sober thing. She just just decided that night she wasn't going to drink. And yeah. Uh, and there's just so much. And we were. I, and there was a point where I felt just a little like a little awkward. It's like it was almost like going to a restaurant and not ordering any food. Yeah. It was that. It was yeah. that. Kind it's of like being a vegetarian going to a steakhouse and go. I'll just have your sides, please. Yes. I will just have just your some. garnishes. Just yeah. give us the lettuce on the side. Give me your asparagus, please. That's all I can eat. And so it was a bit um, a bit funny, but I'll tell you what. Wow. Was the bill cheaper? Yes. <laughs> oh, was the bill cheaper? So we, um, we were going to a movie that night. And so we looked at the menu and we went, oh, look, we don't really feel like a main. Let's just order, you know, a couple of the starters and then a couple mm-hmm. of the entrees and try some different stuff and... And so I think the bill came to $55 at wow. a really nice restaurant in Brighton, 55 oh, But if we ordered, like we would have probably, a cocktail each and then a glass of wine each. 120 uh, At least over 100 70 bucks probably to the bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for so sure. Was- so this is a win for you. You like save. This is a win for the kids. More money in their, um, you know, in their, what do you call it? Dad's not pissing away their inheritance. Exactly. More, <laughs> more money going into their inheritance. So Logs must uh, be stoked. It's, it's, you know, it's really interesting because I'm not vocal about it. You know, I'm talking about it here, but at yeah. home, I just... Like, it I'm, just is what it is, yeah. I just, you know, I don't have any... Everyone can do what they want. Um, but I've, I've stocked our... What is our... So here you go. So we built a, this new house 12 years ago. And of course, in the kitchen, you need to put in... A fridge, like a wine fridge. So we've got this great glass wine fridge, you know, where we display the wines. Anyway, so now it's fully stocked with non-alcoholic. So I put all the alcoholic stuff outside. Michelle has her one of her bottles in the fridge, and and uh, and so fully stocked with non-alcoholic. Well, Logue's the great man. He's 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 nailing all those non-alcoholic drinks. Does he know? Does he know they're non-alcoholic? Okay. Um, and uh, so he's 
he's not drinking at home. Not mm-hmm. that he's anyway because he's on his peas, but um, he has the non-alcoholic beers and the non-alcoholic mm-hmm. G&Ts. And, um, and so they've become a bit of a thing in our house. There's, there's mm-hmm. sort of, well, that makes sense for a young man, you know, who wants is a go-getter because you can't drink and drive. So mm-hmm. suddenly you can have a have a frothy and he can drive. So mm-hmm. sounds really supportive of where he's at. Mm-hmm. That was always the big dilemma, right? When you were young, you want to party and be a bit silly, but you've got to be a bit organized. And it doesn't necessarily go hand in hand for me. Yes. That's why I was like, gatherings are good. People come here. So you don't have to worry about the whole driving home thing. Mm. Takeaway alcohol suddenly it gives you more freedom. Yeah, look, I, 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 I agree. The big challenge for me, and then I'm interested, so I'll plant the seed now, what's mm. been your challenge for the month? What, what's the new thing you boys have done for the month? But the biggest challenge for me is, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm obviously, I'd like to think, I'm a bit of fun on this podcast. What, what time we're recording? Eight o'clock. Uh, I'm a bit irreverent, naughty, cheeky. That's <laughs> 8 a.m. Benny. Where that Benny disappears at 8 p.m. at night. Mm. And to bring that out, I would need a drink. Mm. Or I think I, you know, I thought I needed a drink because that was the habit to, to have that drink. And so going out and not having a drink, there's been mm. a bit of an awkwardness. Yeah. Like I'm going. Like, where's he, where has he gone? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost hide, right? And, and I would sit very quiet at the restaurant. Uh, yeah. Not engaging, just listening. Uh, and happy, but, yeah. but, but, but unhappy because I'm, I'm feeling like I've created now a tension in the room because I'm not my normal self. Mm. What, mm. Which, would you, which would you like to be? Well, I want to be the party. Well, good point, right? Which would you like to be, right? That's been the normal. Which... I'm a morning yeah. person. I'm not a nighttime person. Yeah. Mm. And I'm very happy at eight o'clock to have a cup of tea uh, and climb into bed. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, and so to go out is not, and be out at nighttime is not my, it's not my default. Mm. So I wonder whether it's normal for me to become introverted after dark. Like that's mm. that's my perfect balance, but um, but I was finding myself introverted when we go out for dinner, and um, it was certainly creating some tension for me around uh, around my awareness around how other people were feeling, so mm. particularly for Michelle, mm. really noticed it and hasn't enjoyed it, hasn't enjoyed it, hasn't enjoyed yeah. It. Um, Has she said anything about about it to you? Like while you're out? Is she what? Sorry. She said anything openly to you while you're out? No, no, no. Yeah, but afterwards. After, yeah, yeah. I imagine because that Benny, um, after a couple of drinks, is the connector again, right? You're really good at connecting people, chatting, saying some things that are, you know, no, a little, to bringing people out of their shell, saying it's okay to engage here. You're safe to say your own whatever you want, really, because check out really what I just interesting. said. I hadn't made that connection, Maddie. Because Michelle is the introvert, mm. and when we go out, I'm the mm. I'm the luber. Yeah, mm. take that yeah. away though. Then she, so you're filling the introverted position. So now she needs to move into She's the space. Like, of oh, the... Who's going to chat and talk to the waiter about the uh, the most interesting thing this morning? Right? And she's like, oh, yep, great, that's it. Yes, like, well, what's going on? Mm. 
Yeah, that's mm. interesting. Wow, I hadn't made that connection. So that's been the biggest challenge for me and mm. finding that. And I shared with Janesh, maybe I, did I share with you, Janesh, that I, my music ran out, right? Yes. Yeah, so we did yes. the marathon and I always run with music. Always run with music. Uh, and I need it to like really bring it. And I have a playlist that's kind of organized and the music gets pumpier as, I, as, the, as we move through the 21Ks. Anyway, I got to 9Ks and my Apple watch died, no music. Oh, flat battery. And I'm like panicking. Like seriously, I actually panicked. Yeah. And there was a thought of, well, I can't finish. Running in silence. I'm With my own to, thoughts, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to have pull over. It's no good. <laughs> uh, and then, and, and for probably two or three Ks, there was a real, there was a worry and I was feeling all the pain in my body. And, mm. and so what, what am I going to need to do? I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to finish this race and I want to finish it well. So what do I need to do? And in that moment, I, I went, wow, this is just like, how do I bring the 8 a.m. Benny at 8 p.m. at night? How do mm. I bring the music running Benny mm -hmm. without the music? Um, it's, it, it, isn't this interesting? It's like get rid of one attachment and then suddenly aware of all the attachments that exist in your life. Mm -hmm. oh, I need music to be my best when I'm running. I need alcohol to be at my best when after 8 p.m. because I'm not this like how many attachments do we have like yeah. you've identified a few we're attached to so many things mm. um, that was interesting and so that's what I'm playing with right now is is working out how do I bring that 8 a.m. Benny at 8 p.m. night so mm. anyway, this weekend we're going to get to really try that hat on on both nights Friday yeah. and Saturday yeah what about you boys I'm conscious of time but what about you boys what's uh What's been the, the, the challenge you've taken on this month? What's been the shift in your lifestyle? Maddie? Um, I've had a, a few, few shifts. Um, one being where you are. Like I'm so clear where I want to be. Um, and this van was at one point was the dream, right? And there's this other dream. And we've gone to Indo and that was just such a success that we've come back and we're we're literally living a dream. We built this van. We spent months building it. And we're both for the first couple of days wishing we were somewhere else. We're like, should we just sell it now and go? And then the battle of, you know, oh, it's, it's challenging in a van, you know, like we had this period of adjustment. It's, oh, it's $80 to camp. It was $40 to stay in a five-star hotel, you know, oh, we have to cook that, that battle. So that's been a real lesson of, um, it's okay to have goals and to know where you want to be, but be grateful for where you are on the journey to that. Um, and so once I became aware of that, wow, I just can see how often I want to be somewhere else. Um, there was a period of, as well, I, I feel like comfortable sharing. Um, I don't drink so much anymore. I went through a similar um, realization as Benny, not as clear cut. Mine was just, I don't get drunk anymore, really. And I allow myself at a certain events, a few times a year, I'll, I'll allow it, but I don't really um, engage in, in the, I guess, as much of the drinking culture as I used to. Um, but I've always been, as I made that tradition, I became, you know, a, a weed smoker and not excessively, but I would smoke and that would be my jam. Like, to be honest, love nothing more than um, sitting down, smoking a joint and then pondering the world and just the just a quite a beautiful space um 
And so there's been a period of no smoking. So since I went to Indonesia, don't really smoke over there and then came back. And there's just been a period of about, a, you know, maybe a month. Um, and so aware of, of that attachment um, and how you can convince yourself, you know, when you do something over enough time, it becomes a habit. And so your mind is used to it. Um, and so parts of yourself that that you enjoy you believe are coupled to that thing and I know like you're saying that you know 8 p.m Benny exists without alcohol or Matt chilled out relaxed being version exists without the joint as well but there's this idea that I need it so that's been another one too is just letting that go and and still being able to find that space um without needing it Mm. um so they're they're probably the two the two big ones and particularly in indo like you just it's not really smoking joints isn't really a thing it's not safe so it's a good it's a good habit to get into a place where you you don't you don't need it you don't need yeah. an attachment Are you quoting like uh chappelle corby there mate making sure that it's not safe over there yeah you could imagine <laughs> that that would really wreck your holiday <laughs> Bali prison. It's no good. That's not yeah. accommodation you ever want to visit. No, there is actually a really good book, interesting, fascinating read called um, Hotel Karakaban. So Karakaban's the name of the prison over there. It's a really, uh, it's a fascinating book. Mm. Just fascinating. Hotel, yeah, Hotel Karakaban. So yeah, interesting book. Yeah. Mate, what about you? What's been the, what, what's been the oh, mate. lifestyle change? Uh, the biggest challenge has been, uh, I think both physically and uh, mentally, is been uh, uh, probably the start of the month, just coming off the tail end of being injury struck. It, it sucked. It uh, yeah. probably hit me a little bit more mentally than I would probably be aware of, though I wanted to be aware of. Um, and you just kind of push through. Like I just said, just push through and it's fine. But what I realized is that I didn't supplement that uh, with anything else. Like, yes, I couldn't run. I couldn't uh, walk. I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't get a sweat on, but I didn't really, I could have still gone to the gym, but but mm-hmm. I, didn't. I, cho- I chose not to. Uh, I could have uh, done a bunch of other movement, right? Is but, this a leg injury or... Yeah. Yeah, so the, ankle, put, the ankle, yeah, Achilles. the Achilles. And yeah, and it was just like, I, I could have done any of that and I didn't. Um, and that's been, that's been a bit of a, I don't know, just an open, I go, oh, I need to be, need to be moving. Um, and the injury can't stop me. Uh, and it, it shouldn't. And it needs to be something for, for a couple, or, or, and or I should say that if whatever you are stopped, change other parts of your lifestyle right so other parts of my lifestyle didn't change right so uh still ate i ate relatively good but yes drink but then probably should have taken more care of that stuff because it's like okay you're less activity you you're it's those foods are less, and those drinks are less um less forgiving now so noticing physically go oh why am i a month and a half two months of no running i'm like why is my pants tighter why is the shirt a little tighter? This is not good. 
right? And then it's just this revolving cycle, right? Plays into mentality as well. And it's now it's just like all right, getting back on the horse and going, you know what, let's have a have a mix of movement um, and making some of those changes and going, look, let's like in terms of just do I need do I need to order that now when we head out? Or do I go something else? Yes, I like that, but is this still going to bring me joy in terms of the, the flavor of this, right? Um, so, which is interesting. We're, uh, is, uh, vegan at the moment. So, um, all like she'll, she won't cook meat at home. So she's like, look, if you want meat, here you go. All right, do it yourself. Uh, which has been good. I think it's been a lot more, most of the times that the meals are now are vegan. Like I might put some cheese and stuff on, on my, my meal or other bits and pieces, but, um, that's been a that's been actually a good shift. So it's been an awareness that I need a one keep moving, um, and and at the moment diversify the movement. So if one for whatever reason you can't, uh, you're still doing something. You're still uh, yeah, I think both men- mentally and physically. I think. Uh, isn't, yeah, I didn't realize it would take that much of a uh, ever hit. Yeah, is isn't it funny? I'm wondering. This is me. Um, and we're all hard charges. When you're an all or nothing person, does your brain sometimes go, oh, my ankle's shot, so I can't, I can't run, I can't train properly, so I might not, oh, mm. training's off. I just won't do it. Because yeah. if I'm going to do it, I'll do it hard or I mm. won't do it. Mm. So this middle yeah. ground, when you're injured, you're vulnerable to the just do nothing. Mm. It's hard to start. For me, I think when you're injured, it's like, a, oh, I'm going to start at ground zero somewhere. Like it's really hard. Oh, for me, it's hard to start ground zero. Somewhere you go, oh, if we're going to gym again, no, 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 no. And you compare your your old self, right? Where you were fitter or stronger. And you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want. And that's a probably your, uh, I think, I think that your ego or my ego kind of stepping in there where you, go, you just got to let go and just start, right? Start and go, you know, just start somewhere. I think too, what, what misses, what you miss with the running um, when you can't run is the hit that you get from running. Mm. Running high. Mm. For me, that run is high. Uh, it's just, it's the ultimate, right? Mm. And and so, and the only way you can get that is through running. Mm. Like I can't get, I can't get that from the gym. You're not running for necessarily the fitness, you're mm. running for the high that comes at the end of the run, right? And, and, and you don't get that anywhere else, so you're stuck because the only place you can get that is in running. And so like, it's hard to know what else to do. I love what you just said before about um, uh, you were saying um, something about, you know, the decisions you make and eating. And one of the things that, that stuck with me when I started to give up alcohol was the saying, I, it, the next morning, I've, I never regret the drink I didn't have. Mm. next morning i never regret the drink i didn't have and 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 i i think about that often even with food you know like mm. i've been i've been fasting at night time not having dinner uh in the last couple of weeks and again not not it's still not a big deal it's just like i don't really even feel like it mm-hmm. and and i think to myself when i go oh maybe i will have something to eat and i go tomorrow morning you won't regret <laughs> the meal you didn't mm. have true yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's a really good one for for Janesh, i guess when his brain says oh i can't i can't run well i won't regret going to the gym mm-hmm. tomorrow even if it's just 
just doing something. Just something, and, right? Right, something is better than nothing. Mm. Um, and sometimes you play, like I remember I had well, the five-minute rule. I'll just go for five minutes. You just tell yourself you go for five minutes. That's enough to get you there. And once you're there, because you've got good beliefs, good strategies, you're a man of authenticity, you end up following through and doing an hour. And sometimes you push yourself a little harder because you're like, fucking five minutes. I'm going to do an hour and a half. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to play those tricks, don't you, mm-hmm. to get yourself in the position to get out of the way of yourself so that you you do the thing that you know is going to make you feel better. Sweet. I I used to be a big runner and then the last sort of 15 years haven't done much of it because I could buy a car, right? Once I hit 18, <laughs> I was like, those running days are over. Woo, I can drive now. Um, and I used to... I used to get that runner's high that you speak. I used to compete and do all the distance events and it was phenomenal. Um, but then the gym gives me a different, not a high, but it gives a, a, a confidence, a confidence in my, um, because I'm developing strength, I guess, the, that that's different. It's not this amazing buzzing feeling of, you know, um, happiness or, but it's a, an underlying subtle strength um, belief in that I, pref- I did something to failure today and I, I surprised myself. I did one more or I did five kilos more than I did the last time. That's a powerful thing too. So when, when we're not running, you know, maybe that's helpful. You did an extra five push-ups. Um, that belief in your strength might might aid the healing process but it's not a running high that's for sure in summary boys we're we're at time um what uh what's uh what's the summary what's the message i i feel like it's around attachment like what what sort of things are you attached to that you could try or letting go of for a period and and see whether you know if it's an unresourceful thing does it improve the quality of your life does it improve how you feel does it improve your relationships does it improve your financial um you know goals what are some things that maybe you could let go of just for a little bit maybe it's a week or 21 days and just see you know ben said he's fasting he's also letting go of alcohol there's this element for you of letting go of some things um me too letting go of some of the creature comforts the things we take for granted and there's always a period of suffering um which is usually because of the attachment but after that there's always a gift in return same with Janesh having to let go of the identity of being a runner um it seems like there's some core element here around attachment around letting go what do you guys think? I think that mate, that sums it up for me. I think that's great. Particularly if, if listeners were to think about what are you attached to um, when you believe that is the key You know, a mood attachment, um, whatever that might be. So um, I wonder if you'll be able to try just letting that go for just a period of time and see can you actually bring that mood? Can you bring those feelings, those emotions without the thing, whatever that thing might be? Oh, that's good. 
Janesh? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's similar to you two as well. I think the, oh, the notion of what what is your identity tied up into? Like, what do you need to fulfill your identity? What are the ingredients of your identity? Um, is it is it running? Is it movement? Is it alcohol? Is it I need I need this to be this? Um, I would say, is it changing that? Diversify that. What else could you use to be that? Don't change your identity, but what else could you do mm. as, as well? In addition, because um, people go, I don't want to change that, and that's fine too. But go imagine. I think we. A couple of episodes we talked one day, we we're like, imagine if you can never run. Or imagine if you can never surf ever again, right? Like, what, what would happen? Um, and not preparing for that day, but just going, well, what if there's a period where you just where you just can't do that thing for whatever reason? Um, diversify, I would say. Diversify on how you how you get to that, that place or that thing or that identity, that feeling, that mood. Um, yeah, mix it up a bit. Who said we're Solid. not? No, it's great. Mate, and you had this big disclaimer for our listeners. I was excited by that disclaimer. I am not saying that, that, that <laughs> I wasn't excited by this conversation. It was great. But I want you to put that disclaimer in every single time. Um, it's going to be one of those like uh, like at the, the start of a movie like type of disclaimers, right? Uh, but no, I that's, was the like, part of, that's the part of you that enjoys conflict, Janesh. That's the part oh. of you that's like, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Publicity no, is publicity. Not. He's the guy, though, that stops the episode going to air. Yeah. He's also the main editor, production <laughs> <laughs> producer. That word. I'll put this one in. But anyway, <laughs> team. A lot of legal letters. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Good always, old. it's been a pleasure. See you, boys. Have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.